What's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Beautiful You. I'm your host, Avantika. Welcome to 2024. This is the first ever episode of 2024 that we're releasing and I'm so excited to start this episode with a, with a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a very long time and now we're finally here. This episode is all about science. I found the right therapist for me. Now, if you go on the internet, you'll find a lot of episodes, you'll, you'll find a lot of videos and a lot of content regarding signs that, you know, a therapist is a good therapist versus a bad therapist, but it never dwells into the subjective experiences of a person. So here is my list of things that tells me that um, I found the right therapist for me. I don't see myself changing my therapist anytime soon. I've been going to him for two years at this point and uh, we just, we grow and we um learn every every single time I have an episode uh, session with him it's always something you know that that I'm like learning about myself all the time so I don't see myself changing my therapist and I'm genuinely I feel very grateful to have found them it's not easy to find the right therapist for me so here's my list of here's my list of signs that I found the right therapist for me should know that so I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder type 2 when I was 17 I have been going to my current therapist since I was 19 and the reason why I've been going to him is because to get like tools and techniques to you know better manage bipolar and uh, all the all our sessions are primarily based on how I could manage my life better we obviously dwell into a lot of other aspects of my life that does not include bipolar but the primary goal for uh, in therapy for us is to manage my life and ha- have enough tools and techniques to manage the episodes that I might experience moving forward. He experiences, he, um, pr- he practices an eclectic approach, which is basically a mix of every therapy. He does not get, like his treatment plan is not confined to just one type of therapy. It's a mix of all. And um, yeah, so let's get into it. So the first one is that he holds a lot of non-judgmental space. I don't think I've ever felt judged by him, regardless of the topic that we talk about. As we are growing up, we experience so many different emotions, we experience, so we have different experiences, right? That we can't necessarily talk about to talk about it with other adults, but I make sure that I mention everything with my therapist because he holds that non-judgmental space for me. Even when in therapy, even when you make mistakes, even when there's no substantial progress that's being made, I still don't feel judged. I still, it's a very open space uh, for communication. I know I can talk about it, talk about anything with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that actually means a lot because it's dwelling from, you know, uh, bipolar to relationships to uh something that happened in college like we talk about everything and anything which tells me that this is this is a long-term relationship that i'll have with my therapist so he was the second point is that he was accepting of his own mistakes he basically would tell me that oh sometimes he doesn't understand a particular lingo or he doesn't understand what i'm trying to say he doesn't understand uh he, he he would he would be open to you know 
he would be open to admit that oh he made a mistake in interpretation because a lot of the therapy work involves like i would talk about something and then he would interpret it he would ask me is that what i mean and then we work our way around it so he would be open to admitting his mistakes he would be open to know that he knows that he might make a mistake while he's interpreting interpreting um interpreting wow <laughs> interpreting something that i'm talking about so wow i struggle with that word a lot there so yeah he's accepting of his own mistakes and which gives me a lot of room to accept my own mistakes and that again goes to having a very safe space non judgmental space that you have um the third one is that the homework that he gives me i'll tell you this so with bipolar one of the primary like one of the important things that you can do is to track your mood cycle you have to write your moods every like every couple of hours and it gives you an idea on where you're standing it's a spectrum the mood uh, that you experience is a spectrum so it gives you a good amount of idea of where you stand and for months i tried to manage a mood diary i failed and then i gave up i was like i can do any homework that you give me but i can't i can't keep a mood diary i can't and he he was like okay there was no there was nothing else to that he was just like if you can't keep a mood diary if you don't want to keep a mood diary okay we move we move ahead we look out other uh, techniques that i could use so the homework that he gives me it's not it's not just black and white or it's not just that he also gives me more he it's it's like it's also up to me if i'm able to keep up with that homework and the homework that he gives me what happens in the therapy session is important yes but what happens post therapy is just as important so the homework that he gives me is something that i can attain easily that's something that i can do it uh, step by step and something that i enjoy and even if you don't enjoy something you have to do it because it's post therapy work that you have to do and therapy work is always uncomfortable not always but almost always uncomfortable that's when you grow you can't grow when you're comfortable so yeah the homework that he gives me is something that i can attain something that uh, is enjoyable sometimes to me and he makes sure that even if i'm not able to do something he's like okay we will try it again we'll try it again and uh, if you really can't do it and if you really don't want to do it then we move past it and we look for something else till date i am not keeping a mood diary i should i really should but i can't like I, it's just so hard it's something about keeping a mood diary is that it's just so hard to keep up with it every couple of hours after jot i have to think what am i feeling right now how am i feeling i have to go to that mood circle there's a mood wheel chart that you have which talks about a lot of emotions that you might potentially experience and then you have to like look at them and then write them down it's just it seems like a lot of work and till like i'm i i keep a track of what i'm feeling how i'm feeling time to time and i'm i make sure that i am in tune with my emotions and feelings but sometimes keeping a mood diary is just not it i i i should actually but yeah i'm not doing that anytime soon the next part is that it is evolving so if so there are certain times where i sort of become resi- resistant and um you know it's certain things take time to accept right certain uh there are certain things that happen with you, with you in your life in general that you find a little bit of difficulty accepting it that is when we move in circles sometimes but even when we move in circles we are moving in a certain direction it never gets stagnant by when i say that it's evolving what i mean is that it does not get stagnant 
sure we move into circles sometimes but it, we are always moving into a certain direction there's always something that i'm learning there's always you know uh there's always something to explore to discover about myself there's something to learn and two years and i still i know that i still know that there's so much that i can explore within this period so yeah it keeps evolving uh we set new goals almost every session and um yeah it's pretty amazing the next part is that he has the ability to hold and maintain professional boundaries so i i'm a psychology student and we learn about so these ethics and how to maintain professional boundaries and you know how important it is to maintain that i have been guilty of being that client who would ask so what do you do in your free time or uh do you actually enjoy your job you know or like asking certain not very personal questions because i i have my boundaries as well but i do ask certain personal questions which aren't pertaining to what we are talking about sometimes because that's just me deflecting that's just me not wanting to work on it right now and i'm just changing the topic for a while and he indulges me in that and then he comes back he would ask me why do you need to know that if it is something which is completely irrelevant or something that does not need to be talked about so he would ask me certain things that why do we need to talk about that and then move forward with it so he does not particularly you know uh indulge me with when i ask too many personal questions but he also knows what is important and what is not important or what he's what what is something that he could tell me about what is something he couldn't tell me about he's very very good at maintaining professional boundaries in that regard which is how i know that this is a good therapist for me now he has about 25 years of experience and he's amazing so he is he's really good good at what he does he knows what he's doing so yeah the sixth point is that he is very patient with me like i said yes sometimes we go in circles and i can imagine that that gets exhausting as a therapist because it's like this client is just moving in circles and is not getting the point that we are trying to make he never lets me feel weird about it or bad about it he's incredibly patient even when we are working on something and it takes several sessions sometimes a month or two or three or four maybe he's still there and he's still encouraging he's still giving his best in the session and he's still there he's incredibly patient with me i don't think i so so far i have had about let's say four or five therapists before him and i don't think them they were this patient with me because i know that sometimes i could be a very difficult client as well i'm trying though and i'm trying to get better and i'm trying to do the things that are needed to be done but sometimes it just takes time and he knows that and he is very patient with me the last point is that he challenges my thoughts this is so incredibly important because i don't think i have a lot of people in my life who challenge my thoughts and i know as a therapist he should be challenging your thoughts that's how you do the work in therapy right he it's been 2 years and he still i put some points across and he never like invalidates what i'm saying and he challenges my thoughts in a way that actually make me really think about certain things it's like you know what you're right about that let's let's dwell into that a little bit more so he challenges my thoughts in ways which are validating my own thoughts my own emotions as well as um as well as you know something that helps me learn and he says it says it in a way which makes me more open to feedback to more be more reciprocative towards uh, any criticism that has to be there but he doesn't like criticize me he just it's a it's a good system that we have 
so the next point that i would like to talk about is always go for the therapist who knows how to validate your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings my therapist taught me this thing a little while ago a big while ago actually where he talked about how every feeling and every emotion is valid it's about is it rational or is it irrational so you could have anything that you're feeling anything anything that you're feeling anything that you're thinking everything is valid in its own sense but is it rational or is it irrational irrational or is another question that you need to ask so yeah he is incredible and um yeah so just to give a short gist of what we talked about there's a non-judgmental space that he holds he's accepting accepting of his own mistakes the homework that he gives me is something that really makes me think and something which is easily attainable by me as well the next one is that the work in our therapy is always evolving he he has the he has a good ability to hold professional boundaries he challenges my thoughts he's very patient with me and the next one is he knows how to validate my emotions and feelings i hope that this list helps this is a very subjective list of my own experiences there might be some other points that i might have missed that you know comment down below mm. if you're listening to this on youtube about what makes your therapist a good therapist for you it's therapy is uh, an ongoing process and it requires a lot of work not just from the therapist and also from the client's end and i know that it's sometimes difficult to get the right therapist so i hope that anyone who's listening to this if you're looking for one i hope you get the right therapist for you i hope you um are able to you know uh maybe if you ha- if you're currently seeing a therapist i hope that it's a good relationship that you have with them because it's so important i feel like sometimes you know this profession is so crucial and so important sometimes it can literally break or make the person which gives so much importance and this is there's a lot of sensitivity involved in uh in the counseling profession so i hope that the, and there is a thing called bad therapist as well so you need to like look out for the signs of bad therapist as well and you need to go for the ones who serve you who are there for you and who are patient with you who are validating to you so yeah Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This was a very short episode and uh yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I if you're listening to this on Spotify, if you like this episode, do give it a five star review. It helps us reach out to other fellow listeners who might be interested in the podcast. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, we're also on YouTube by the way. If you you can check it check us out on YouTube if you haven't already. And if you're watching this on YouTube, do comment down below what are the signs for you that you found the right therapist for yourself i would love to know anything that i missed out on and i would love to know your experiences as well and uh yeah if you're new to this channel hi <laughs> i'm avantika uh host of the podcast beer for you so yeah comment down comment down below uh subscribe if you haven't already you know the gist i've been doing this for such a long time and still now i suck at the outro part of it i it's just I'm just ranting at this point, you know. But yes, if you're if you're new to this uh channel, do subscribe and uh yeah, uh like this episode so I know that you like this episode. And um I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for being here. I love you so much. I hope you have a great 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 start to 2024. It's going to be amazing and yeah, it's full of it's full of it's it it, it will be happening. I hope that it turns out into an amazing year that you want i hope that all your wishes all your dreams come true 
and um, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be in this new year with you and to still be able to create the content for you guys. And thank you so much for your love and support. I'll see you guys in the next episode. I love you. Bye. Thank you.